this reminds me of my first experience in radio it was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. Alex, Seth and Ollie on Eastside. Happy Monday evening, everyone. We're here with you for the next half hour. Uh, how is everyone? I'm good. I had a great weekend, but I'm happy to be back in the studio with you guys. You make Monday-itis bearable. Alex, Aww. how was your weekend? You are like hobbling in this afternoon. Um, <laughs> It was good. Okay. I just hurt my knee. That's it. Oh, What happened? I fell. Okay. <laughs> I fell. Is there footage of this fall? I want to see. No, Such there, classic, is, there Alex. is none. I just <laughs> fell into a fountain. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your weekend, Seth? Well, uh, it wasn't injury prone. I actually got a new job at Fitness First. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, very oh. excited to start and encourage people to come into the gym to get fit and healthy. Uh, but anyways, uh, what is coming up on the show today, Alex? Well, we're going to be diving into the five love languages by Gary Chapman first, which are the five different ways of expressing and receiving love. And honestly, Successful relationships come down to having an understanding of these five love languages. Mm. Come at me. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yep. And then after that, we're talking about relationships and mental health and reminding you all as you're coming back to work this year, school's back, work's back, the routine's back, making sure you're checking up on your friends around you, mm-hmm. asking if they're okay, and some tips and advice on how to deal with anyone that you know going through a hard time. Mm. Uh, but let's get into the show. Here's our first song. It's Pinal and Troy Sivan, two Aussie powerhouses teaming up for You Know What I Need, playing now on Eastside. When we only cared about the fall There was no way to know that we would get here now Too early to stay worried about us all Before we knew what we were both about And now we're stuck and holding Everything is frozen We're faking safe and sound Man, I can't keep picking up each time you call If everything I say just is down You're all that I Just try to be honest, cause You're all that I want You're all that I need And if it hurts me, I don't want it 
we're going to be talking about something I find extremely fascinating, and that's the timeless idea of the five love languages. Mm. If you haven't heard of it already, the concept was uh, developed by Gary Chapman, PhD, in his book, The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts, where he describes the five different ways of expressing and receiving love. And please note, this doesn't just apply to relationships. It's also family and friends as mm. well. So keep listening. The five long languages sorry, are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and a physical touch. It's so important to learn what your primary love language is and those other people closest to you because not everyone communicates love in the same way. Mm-hmm. And likewise, people have different ways they prefer to receive love. It's also important to note that as a partner, leader, or friend, you may think you're very loving. You may believe that you're a loving, caring individual, but if you don't love in a way that someone wants to be loved, they will still feel extremely unloved. Mm. Oh, jeez, that's deep. Well, we have done all the hard work for you. We've taken the quiz to find out our primary primary love language, and you can take it too at fivelovelanguages.com. And we're going to go through our results. Let me tell you, they were interesting. Mm -hmm. And explain what each of the five love languages stand for. That's it. Well done, mate. You got through (laughs) it. It's tongue twister. (laughs) But before we get started, there's something that I want to clarify, that often our preferred love languages relate to the love we did or did not receive from our parents in childhood so that's very interesting i don't want anyone to take it to heart okay um but let's get into it if your love language is acts of service you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier actions uh, can be examples as making them breakfast in bed or going out of your way to help alleviate their daily workload like running errands for them stuff like that that's cute yeah. yeah. Well, physical touch mm-hmm. to this person, nothing speaks more deeply than appropriate physical touching. And no, this is not just sexual. <laughs> yeah, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> to com- <laughs> well, to communicate with someone whose primary love language is physical touch. It's all nonverbal and use body language and touch to express your love. Look, actions to take with your partner in this case would be to hug, kiss, hold hands, show physical affection Aww. often um, and make intimacy a priority. Mm. Not and it doesn't have to be sexual. We don't want gross PDA. Yeah, no, it's not all sexual. It's like holding hands, you know, just hugging. Yeah. Exactly. Well, number three is quality time. And this language is all about giving the other person your undivided attention, which means no phones, no books, no distractions. To communicate this with someone, primary love language is quality time. Nothing says I love you like their full undivided attention. One-on-one time is critical. This is where you want to create special moments together. Take walks, do those small things with your partner, spending that nice, crucial quality time, um, you know, weekend getaways, drives, all that kind of stuff. It's huge for people who are into quality time. So if those things resonate with you, then one of your primary love languages could be quality time. Or receiving gifts. Mm. And for these people, it's receiving a heartfelt gift is what makes them feel most loved. Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean it has to cost a lot of money, but Mm. as long as you put thought into it. If you like pick something out during your day, you thought of your partner, bring them home some flowers. That's always nice. That's what matters. And even handwritten notes. A crunchy bag works (laughs) (laughs) Or like a handwritten note, those things. It doesn't mean you're self-centered. It just means you were deprived of gifts as a child. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) 
Up next is words of affirmation. This is where words speak louder than actions. Stuff like compliments, saying, oh, I love you, or you look so nice, can really go a long way. Uh, I love you, I'm mm-hmm. proud of you, are some also some good examples. And for example, if you've like if you've gone through all of these, you've made the person breakfast in bed, you made their lunch, all you need to hear is, how are you doing today? Or do you need help with anything? And that can mean a lot mm. to a person. The little yeah, things. It doesn't exactly. even matter if you made the bed or if you cooked breakfast. Just you little haven't things given, anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what a big one is, is someone says, I appreciate you. Oh, oh yeah. that's a good one, isn't it? Only had a mini orgasm. I found that a bit too excited. Anyway, um, I think we should check out our actual yes. scores and see let's what happens. Let's go. We all did yes. this quiz um, okay. a couple of days ago, so yes. let's see how all we right. went. Alex, let's start with yours. Let's analyze Alex's. Okay. Quality time, Quality 30% time was up. the top one. Quality time. That makes sense. Accident. Yeah. You're always going for little trips yeah. and yeah. Like yeah. special oh, dinners. True, I am. Like, you know, that makes sense for you. Oh, so observant. But Seth, yours is quality time as well. Yes. I like spending quality time with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both like eating and trying new food, so we go to restaurants. Shout out Nando's. Yes. <laughs> for our one year anniversary, <laughs> Nando's came through. But Ollie, yours is receiving gifts. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty surprised when I saw the results as well, but I feel like, you know, it's sometimes not nice to get random gifts not like a massive massive expensive mm. you're not expecting gifts but you know it's nice to come home or like even like yeah. from friends or like colleagues or your parents your girlfriend oh wait no sorry you don't have oh. <laughs> Alex, yours, you're receiving, you're receiving gifts is at the bottom it is i don't know why because i love receiving gifts mm. i don't know why it's at the bottom okay some of these i'm not sure you both had physical touch as your yeah. fifth one yeah that was weird but i feel like it was the questions like one of the questions is would you rather have a hug or like go on like a holiday with your partner. Like okay, obviously, that's yeah, exactly. yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like obviously you would. I so I don't know why mum was zero. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's more meaningful. If, mm. like from from the other ones, like an act of service or like yeah. like I said earlier, like if someone says I appreciate you, that's for me it's more meaningful. A hug is like you know you yeah. say hello, you hug your friends, yeah. you see them. But why is your zero always? I don't know. Yeah, you've got a blank I think I've got zero. some trauma that I haven't unraveled yet. <laughs> Maybe let's not do it. We'll save it for next episode. Yeah, next yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys want to go head over and find out for yourself what your top love languages are, you can go to fivelovelanguages.com to learn more. There's also a heap of other quizzes. There's an apology language quiz which will learn your primary apology language to better understand how to heal hurt in your relationships. Mm. That's a deep one. And there's also an anger assessment quiz, which says you can understand how to manage your anger and discover how you might do better. All good quizzes going to 2023. (laughs) Um, But right now we're going to go to a song. Alex, what song have we got now? Golden Hour by Jake and my personal favourite, Rule. It was just two lovers Sitting in the car, listening to Blonde, falling for each other Pink and orange skies, feeling super childish, no Donald Glover Miss call from my mother Like where you at tonight, got no alibi, I was all alone With the love of my life She's got glitter for skin, my radiant beam in the night I don't need no light to see you Circle of whirlpool going on forever. But could I be so lucky? Nobody has left me without all the pressure of making tiny errors. Cause we just laugh it off, still having a ball. I don't wanna go home to the rest of my life. 
was Golden Hour by Jake and Rule. I did like that song, Alex. It was good. Now, Seth, what have you got for us? Well, I did some research on mental health and relationships and how they are intertwined and connected and also how you can recognise the signs and what to do about it if you need help. So, first thing, it's very important to know, what's the connection? How does mental health affect relationship? What do you guys think? What is the main obvious one that you guys think? I think communication is just key in a relationship and in sort of any sort of friendship when you're discussing mental health. Um, so that would be mine. What about you, Alex? I think uh, trust is a big one and understanding if when you've reached a certain point in a relationship, and this depends on your timeline, this is on no one else's, when you feel ready, whether it's six months or a year, I recommend earlier, to have a conversation with them mm. because it's it's hard when, mm. you know, let's say so many people have anxiety if you have it and your partner's like, oh my God, stop stressing. It's going to be fine. And exactly. they don't get it. But if they know, mm. they can be understanding and so you know otherwise it can be a trigger as well exactly exactly Exactly. and like depression and anxiety can have big impacts on the relationship Mm. and on yourself as well obviously Mm. um when we struggle with anxiety or depression or other mental health issues we often have less energy or interest for our loved ones in general uh there's almost a sense of like I don't really want to be around you. Yeah. And it also lowers your uh, sexual desires as well. Like You don't want really to have sexual intercourse in general. Also, um, anxiety medication. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Lowers your libido. 100%. Mm. And so all these, these issues can have a big impact on each other. Um, and it lowers, uh, it can make you feel lethargic, uh, impact your ability to express empathy, or cause feelings of anxiety and isolation. And sometimes these symptoms can cause codependency or even resentment of your partner. And I also just want to make a side note that over two in five Australians age 16 to 85 years have experienced a mental disorder at some time in their life. That's from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. So if you think this doesn't concern you, it does in some point in your life. Also, anxiety disorders are the most common type of disorders affecting one in six. That's 3.3 million Australians. Crazy. It's it's insane. And, you know, we need to help each other to lower that 100%. We need to there for each other. And these depression and anxiety can, like I've mentioned before, can have big impacts. And how how you know when it's affecting your relationship, uh, there are some quite scary signs. Obviously, um, it, depression anxiety leaves you with a lack of motivation and a cr- decreased sense of worth and that can have a ripple effect on your partner as well you both could end up falling under the depression and anxiety as yeah. well if you notice you and your partner are arguing more as well unfortunately that's a very sad decline of the relationship and in families there is an obvious breakdown in connection between members because how do you deal with someone in a family uh, who's got depression and anxiety? They all have different ways of trying to resolve. Your mum will have mm. something to say, your dad will have something to yeah. say, and your brothers will. So that can actually break down the connection, which is pretty damaging. It is. Well, if you want to sort of save the relationship, there's three sort of steps that we're going to be going through. The first step when beginning a relationship is to make sure it is healthy and open relationship so that both parties are comfortable to talk to one another about you know how they're feeling or mm. what they're going through. Just share, share and discuss openly and honestly. Um, a healthy relationship in this way can be a positive support connection for those suffering mental illness as they feel more comfortable, understood, and protected. Mm, and also recognize your situation. If you are the one with the mental illness, be open to how it may affect your partner and your relationship and also yeah. how it's affecting you as well mm. so that they can understand. And uh, be independent and seek professional help if needed. And um, be open with your partner. Also, with professional help, um, a lot of people don't know where to go. Just see your, your local GP is perfect. Yeah, you don't because like you can't actually see a specialist or get a referral mm. to a psychologist without seeing your GP. Mm, if you yes. don't know who's your GP, if you don't have one, then look up um, doctors or general practitioners mm. in my area. 
don't don't be scared to ever reach out for help. It's exactly. really really important. And as as Alex was saying, yeah, it if it all comes down to the last point, definitely look to seek uh, external support. Sometimes when couples or families work by themselves to resolve a situation, there can be conflicting methods that could ultimately put a strain on the relationship. Both of you don't want to work out in the same way and that can be quite damaging. So if it does help, seek family or couples counselling for a third party perspective. You know, don't be selfish or be down that it may not work. If you really want to save your relationship, you should take all steps necessary to do it. Mm -hmm. And one of those steps would be to understand and um, how you like to receive love and mm. how your partner likes to receive it. And that's by taking the five love languages yeah. quiz. Because yeah. if, if nothing else is working, God forbid, I hope it is, then at least you can understand each other um, by doing You don't need to do the quiz. quiz. You can just even have like a conversation. Yeah. Say, you know, what do you appreciate in a relationship? What do I appreciate? You can find a common common balance. I yeah, only exactly. Yeah, I only recommended the quiz because... Um, Dr. Chapman, mm. he um, did marriage counselling. I didn't yeah. mention this for decades, and then he made the book. We didn't pull it out around. It's a good, clear, like understanding. Exactly. Just trust, communication, and uh, and understanding are key. So, guys, uh, couples and families out there, if you are suffering with depression, anxiety, or any other form of mental illness, please look out for each other, help each other out, and together we can lower those numbers that Alex said at the start. We'd like to move on now mm. to our next song. We've got a great one, John Gibbs. PYT, pretty young thing on East Side 89.7. Where did you come from, lady? And ooh, I want you to take me there. Don't you know now? It's the perfect time. We can make it bright in the city light. And the night is a love and pain. We can make it bright.
perfect kick me up for your Monday evening. John Gibbons, pretty young thing. I think it's actually written about Seth. Um, you're on air <laughs> with Alex, Seth and Ollie on Eastside FM. And we're going to touch back onto mental health to end the show. Um, it's a topic that is super important and often vulnerable and taboo as well. Something that, mm. you know, we don't like to talk about too much. But I think over the years, we're definitely getting better at, you know, discussing it openly. Um so it can be hard to know what to do when supporting someone with a mental health concern, condition or disorder. They come in all different shapes and sizes. Friends, families and colleagues are a crucial and necessary support mechanism for someone going through a difficult time. So it's super important to know what to say and to, what to do when you're worried someone you know may have a mental health issue or might be thinking about suicide. And as men, uh, particularly, we find it hard to open up about how mm-hmm. we are feeling and about our emotions, which, which shouldn't be the case at all. We should no. be able to open up and talk to anyone. And so it's even more important that we find a supportive network of friends, family or loved ones to discuss and share how we're feeling. Well, did you know that an estimated 703,000 people a year take their life around the world? Like, that is really sad. And for every suicide, there are likely 20 other people making a suicide attempt. And many more have serious sorts of suicide. It's just heartbreaking. That's in- it's just insane. And yeah. a huge chunk of uh, that number are young people, people mm. our age, uh, early 20s, yeah. teens as well. And you know, during high school, it's, it's a rough time. It really is. It's an epidemic. But I think as we've discussed on today's show, something that we can all work together towards to address. I think we're making a lot of progress mm. as well. The conversation is definitely helping, you know, push push the importance of mental health discussions, the importance of some awesome organizations and charities. Um, there are so many good ones out that people can reach out to. Yeah, there's Headspace, Are You Okay, Beyond Blue, and more. So there's definitely many. loads out there. And we even, even like just reach out to your friends. And also for your friends, reach out to your friends all the time. Yeah. Like really do reach out to each other, go back and forth, because especially for men, I can only speak on a man's experience, but you don't know how much it means when someone just goes, are you okay? Yeah. Because you can just, that could mean so much to someone. And you could have just potentially saved someone's life right there by 100%. asking that. Like, it's really, really important that we look out for each other. And these charities that we mentioned are doing Amazing an work. incredible job. Like, like massive, massive shout out to these places that are doing uh, mm. God's work, basically. Beyond Blue actually contributes $2.48 million over six years towards targeted call for research into older Australians and associated with depression, anxiety, and suicide as well. And a study that came out uh, about uh, Headspace found that more than 70% of young people who sought help at Headspace uh, improved in at least one of the main three outcomes, which is uh, including psychological distress, social and occupational functioning, and just overall a self-reported quality of life, which is incredible. Also, the Lifeline number is 13 Mm. 11 14. And even if you look up Lifeline... There's an SMS number yeah. which you can text oh four seven seven one three one 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 four. So you can chat online anytime as well. It's all anonymous as well. Reach out. Don't ever feel afraid or scared that you're going to be judged. Um, there's so many people out there wanting to help. Who it's their job to help. Mm. They want to he- help you. They want to listen. Um, but yeah, reach out to your friends. Reach out to your family. If you're at school, I'm sure there's a counselor. Yeah. Or you know your teachers even if you don't want to talk about I it mean, with I, your family. I, I did that as well. I mean, yeah. like I. HSC is a very difficult time for a lot of kids mm-hmm. and the school council is amazing. You just yeah. go in for free and have a nice chat and don't, don't ever feel scared. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and yeah, just don't feel scared or worried about reaching out. Communicate with your friends, with your family, with your partner, with whoever you need to and make sure that you just talk. But let's lighten up the mood now to Khalid and Disclosure, a massive hit from 2019. It's playing now on Eastside. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about Come on. 
to Breaking Waves here on Eastside with Alex Healy, Seth Jailoff and Ollie Shelbourne. We did touch on some sensitive topics at the end of there, but that's only because they are so important and we hope that you have learnt mm-hmm. stuff and Definitely. have taken stuff away. Definitely. Make sure you follow the Breaking Waves Instagram for weekly updates on the show. That's breaking.waves.eastsidefm. And we'll be back the same time next week, Monday at 6, and we'll see you then. Bye. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.